Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with BJ Shaknowski. Hey, BJ, how are you? Doing great. Thanks, Brent. Uh, it's great to talk to you, BJ. Uh, BJ is the CEO at Simpler. Um, Simpler is a really innovative company uh, committed to improving healthcare operations and providing better outcomes for patients, providers, payers, and staff. And we'll go deeper on what Simpler is actually working on in a little bit. But before we get there, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, BJ, and, and your career today? Yeah, more than happy to. Uh, so I'm uh, almost 25 years software veteran now. Actually started off a little bit differently. I, uh, I enlisted in the United States Marine Corps Infantry Reserves uh, coming out of college and thought I was going to make a career out of that. Um, fortunately, somewhere along the way, I thought it would be a lot safer to sell software uh, than it might be to go down that path and uh, found my way in the late 90s into selling technology, selling hardware and software, which then very quickly turned into a career in software. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to work with some of the most amazing software companies in the world, uh, Intuit, Sage Software, uh, worked for CA Technologies for a little while, which is now obviously part of Broadcom, um, worked for LexisNexis as the uh, head of uh, sales services and marketing. I I've had almost every job that you can have uh, leading every function inside of a software company, except for product management and development and finance. Uh, spent the last four years with a private equity-backed uh, insure tech company, Vertifor. Uh, and joined Simpler as the CEO uh, last November. So I'm actually on day 368 now. Awesome. And, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great. I mean, uh, I could tell that you're keeping, keeping close track and probably making big progress on every one of those days. So uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, Simpler and what you guys are working on. Yeah, happy to. Um, Simpler, and really the reason I joined Simpler, uh, exists to actually improve uh, the back end of healthcare. And you know, when I, when I was looking at different opportunities, um, there were a few things that really made Simpler such an attractive role and organization for me to join and help lead. The first one is, is I got to know chief medical officers. I did a little bit of diligence myself right before joining the company. And I understood the thesis. And I understood what Simpler was trying to solve. And as you talk to folks inside of healthcare, every one of them will tell you to, to a man or woman that the back end of healthcare, healthcare operations is a disaster. <laughs> it is unbelievably complex. There are no, no data, right? Systems don't talk to each other. It's unbelievably fragmented, right? You spend these amazing healthcare workers spend too many hours in front of computer screens instead of actually providing care, right? There, it's, it's, it's riddled with, 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 with uh, inconsistencies and error. Yeah. And so there was just this in technology, right? Automation and technology uh, has shown invert. I worked in insurance. I worked in legal. We've proven that you can apply technology and really make significant uh, improvements, right, to, to the workload of the processes, to the operations uh, of, of any different vertical. The other piece is if you look at what's happened during the pandemic, right, and I, I joined Simpler eight months into the pandemic, right, um, it actually has shown a spotlight of what these operational deficiencies mean to patients, right, mm. and I think as importantly to healthcare workers. When you hear the stories in the nightly news of the nurses working 14 or 16 hour shifts, 
right? That's criminal. Now, no one knows why that's happening. They think it's because of COVID. No, it's actually because their HRIS system doesn't talk to their staffing and scheduling system. And nurses who haven't been on the payroll in two years are getting thrown on there and there's no one there to cover their shifts. So these amazing heroes say, hey, I've got it and we'll work ridiculous hours. Or how about the doctors recently retired who are ready to get tagged in to provide COVID care, right? Who will have to wait four or five months because they can't get their credentials reinstated, right? And meanwhile, yeah. you've got overflowing ERs and, and, and no beds left with patients who are ready to be treated and you have providers. So you now hear these things and, and the time is really right, right? For uh, some of this operational transformation. And, and you combine that with really now a moral imperative to create standardization where there's been typically so much fragmentation within healthcare systems, right? If you have a 70 facility healthcare system, until now, most of those facilities were allowed to do whatever they wanted, right? Well, yeah. when you have a 40% you know, nursing shortage and you have to move nurses from one facility to another and they're all running different products or, all, or different tools or different systems, that portability is, is further hindered. So anyways, there are all these operational deficiencies and then you look at the opportunity simpler has, right? Yeah. And you have these massive EMR providers, you have massive ERP providers, you have massive rev cycle providers, but everything else in the middle, those 200 point products that, that healthcare systems may need, they don't talk to each other. They don't look mm. like each other, right? They have highly variable data security and privacy standards. And so the thesis of Simpler is, let's go actually pick the right best in breed products, bring them under a, a single corporate umbrella, create an amazing enterprise level standard, right? Of SLAs, right? Uh, engagement level uh, uh, competency, uh, data security and privacy, right? UX, UI, but also more importantly, create interoperability, right? Turn them into a real platform where nursing leaders aren't transferring data from here to there three times, right? Or where systems don't talk to each other that obviously should, like access and credentialing or contract and spend, right? And so we basically categorize it into three areas. We're acquiring assets, we're building a world-class company, and we're, we're about 40% of our way through that journey. And it's been amazing. That's, that's great. So BJ, when, when Simpler works with, um, I'm assuming kind of like healthcare groups, or tell, tell me a little bit about kind of how you guys tackle problems and, and who those key clients are. Yeah, so we work with, we're very fortunate, uh, 90%. 91% to be precise, of the you know, 1,600 plus healthcare systems in the United States are running at least one simpler product today. 25% of the payers and about 3,300 3, uh, post-acute providers, typically long-term uh, long care and senior living. And so many of them are solving one problem with simpler. And where we've seen a lot of success, particularly working with the mid-size and the larger systems, is as they look to standardize and leverage technology, we're working with those chief compliance officers, chief medical officers, typically driven by your chief information officers on how we can help drive automation and standardization. And so that may be with the workforce organization, right? Where mm -hmm. we can now basically do hire through retire talent management, everything from acquiring right. and onboarding new talent to scheduling and staffing, to time and attendance, performance optimization, uh, learning and development, and even physician and nursing now team uh, scheduling. So, you know, we can help them with talent management. We can help them with provider data management. We can putting the right provider with the patient who needs it with a good digital front door um, contract and spend. So it, it really depends on what that system is working on at that moment in time, right? And what the right. pandemic, frankly, has done to them. But we typically align with, you know, one, two or three of their strategic initiatives around standardization. 
and then slowly but surely you can kind of more integrate more and more systems as the uh, provider wakes up to the need <laughs> to be well, they simpler. all know they all know <laughs> the bigger question they have honestly man is not do we need this it's where do we start right? yeah so i was kind of trying to get get a sense of that i mean i i, I certainly think that the healthcare system has had problems for quite a while now. And there's been this kind of, I guess, digital opportunity in the healthcare space for at least for a decade, but it doesn't seem like it's moved forward fast enough, you know, at least at the pace of other verticals. And yeah. when you look at that, I mean, how does that fit into what's happening in, in the healthcare space today? I mean, I think I think it's it's unbelievably consistent, right? And again, this, the, the pandemic is this new catalyst for change, mm -hmm. right? The financial profile of healthcare systems have been dramatically impacted. Mm -hmm. um, the type of patient care it's providing, right? The workforce shortage it has is unprecedented, right? And so now all of a sudden we have to look at technology to automate where we used to rely on people. What had been historically an unbelievable aversion to change mm -hmm. inside of healthcare, because I mean, think about what's at stake, right? It's not, it's, it's not illogical to think why this was hard because people right. have been doing it the same way to get to an outcome. And that's what they knew. Right. And change is dangerous. Change is scary. Change is hard. But now you have this, this, this mandate and this imperative. And then you couple that with the simple fact that there hadn't been a simple, right. You've got Cerner and Epic on the EMR EHR. You've got the, you know, your inforce and your work days doing ERPs. You know, you've got all your web cycle shops. You didn't have one person to turn to and say, help you. If you were a CIO, had to go try to cobble together some patchwork infrastructure of third-party vendors and try to make this work. And that's, that's hard. Yeah. Right. And a lot of healthcare CIOs hadn't come. It's to hard to that. understand. Right. I mean, in the sense that, you know, everybody comes in and, you know, they, there are so many different acronyms and they all seem like they do some of the same things. And you realize that, that, you know, when you're a practitioner, you realize they don't do the same things and then you're trying to weave it together. And, yeah, it's really, really tricky. So, I mean, it, it's great to see many of these healthcare groups embrace this stuff right now. And I'd just be kind of curious, you know, changing gears a little bit, looking at the last 18 months as you know, you've gotten your feet under you at Simpler, how those discussions have evolved during the pandemic. Um, you know, what challenges were some of your customers facing? Uh, clearly, obviously, some COVID-related stuff. And, and has it offered opportunities to maybe accelerate dialogues? Um, I'd be curious. Yeah. Um, so it's funny, right? You have this um, consolidation, certainly within the top 100 systems or so, right? And so they themselves were highly either acquisitive or doing a lot of mergers to build these very, very, very large systems. Um, and they were running largely effectively, right? But again, there, there wasn't this there wasn't this, this mandate, right? There wasn't this standardization tailwind that, that's now entered the market. And I think one of the biggest things, frankly, is you've got increased regulatory oversight, right? Mm -hmm. You now have the Office of the Inspector General who is very, very serious, as they likely should be, right? But they're going now system by system and looking for these regulatory compliance initiatives. And so, you know, these can be $50, million fines to systems that are already yeah. now crippled by right? The macroeconomic conditions facing them. So the convergence of those two things, again, 
how many and, different and what drivers. is what is the major concern there is privacy or um... uh, oh well it's it, there there are it's 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 uh, reasonably broad right okay uh, but you know if you think about the federal regulations relative to healthcare. Um, who sees what patients, how people are paid, making sure Understood. you have contract compliance, provider credentialing Understood. compliance, yeah. right? Making sure you have um, incident reporting remediation, right? That's federally compliant. And so there is a, a, a mountain of compliance that you have to have. It's why you actually see the emergence in many of the larger systems of a very powerful and rightly so chief compliance officer mm. um, to oversee uh, those components of, of healthcare operations. That's great for Simpler and that's great for them that we exist because now we have almost 2000 people that think about this and only this every day that they can lean on and say, hey, I've got to you know, remain compliant. I don't want to get a corporate integrity agreement violation. How do I make sure that my credentialing aligns with my physician contract, right? So that we're not putting uncredentialed physicians in front of patients or that we're paying uncredentialed physicians right, that we're reporting uh, incidents, right, whether it be slip and mm -hmm. fall, whether it be misdiagnosis or, or, or misprescribed uh, drugs. So these conditions are not insignificant, right? And, and oh, by the way, no system wants to get these wrong. They actually right. all want to be better. They just don't know how to, or traditionally haven't known how to leverage technology to get there. Yeah, it's the integration element is so fascinating. I think anybody who has been a patient at any healthcare facility has seen those integration challenges from the customer side. And I can only imagine it gets much, much worse. Um, you know, I, I, I always remember, you know, uh, going to see a specialist and, you know, the specialist would write notes. The notes would be then dictated by the nurse nurse's dictation would then be sent to a data center in India. It then would have to come back and get evaluated for accuracy and then filed. I was like, it's like my six year old is... kids playing telephone on the playground. Who knows what comes back around the other side? Think about the different touch points and the opportunity and the risk for errors. Oh, so many errors. Yeah, exactly. So much risk. So, I mean, uh, BJ, I, I can see the incredible need for what you guys are delivering at Simpler. And, you know, as you look forward uh, over the next year, two years, what's exciting to you? What, where, where do you see this thing shaping? Oh, I mean, the great news is um, we have no shortage of, of work and opportunities to help these systems, these payers, these post-acute facilities. Um, what I'm most excited about is, and I, you know, I get to tell my kids when I took this job, you know, when I was in insurance, I helped you know, people sell more insurance. When I was in legal, I helped lawyers make more money. Neither of those are exactly, uh, you know, <laughs> what you want to come home and tell your kids. If Simpler does its job, and if we work with these systems and we create real operational improvement, at the mm -hmm. end of the day, nurses are going to work more time in front of patients, right? They're going to work the right shifts. Providers are going to be credentialed. And frankly, more people will be seen by the right providers. I mean, at the end of the day, we'll actually benefit patient outcomes yeah. because the, the more well-run these systems are, the data has shown this, but the more well-run healthcare systems are operationally, the better they are providing patient outcomes. And that's what healthcare is all about. And that's what we can yeah, actually enable and, for them. And, I, and I just can kind of see that the world is going to continue to evolve so rapidly. So uh, we have to get the, get this stuff sorted out as quickly as possible. I saw the you know the news uh, about CVS obviously consolidating yeah. their stores and really around this idea that they want to almost turn CVS into uh, a healthcare network, which is fascinating, right? Uh, so yeah, yeah, there's. I mean, it, it's 
you well, and even, even if you look at the whole dynamic, right, of, of how healthcare, it, it, you know, the, the, the revenue associated with healthcare, right, the payments associated with healthcare, right, and the shift towards value-based care, right, the shift away from seeing as many patients as you can to actually providing meaningful outcomes and, and, and healing patients, right? There's a lot of different operational components to, to, to making that a reality. And the great news for Simpler is, you know, there'll be a need for us to help standardize and automate regardless of the direction that the yeah. regulatory component tree goes, that the revenue component goes. Um, and we just, we just want to make healthcare simpler, no pun intended, um, so that the patients and the workers receive the benefit of that. Uh, and we all, we all want it as well. So uh, BJ, thank you so much for telling us about what you guys are working on. Um, if someone wanted to learn more about what Simpler's up to and what you're up to, where should they find you? Yeah, uh, simpler.com, S-Y-M-P-L-R.com, um, or follow us. We're pretty active on social media, so Twitter and, and LinkedIn as well. Uh, we try to put out a lot of good information, not just about us, but also about what's happening in the category. Uh, some really good thought leadership so that anyone who's involved in healthcare can benefit from uh, some of the content we're pushing. Well, listen, uh, thank you so much for joining us on Uncaged today. And I'm really excited about what you guys are working on and look forward to checking in and seeing what you guys are up to in the near future. That's no, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. Cheers.